Hi, my name's Sarah. I've been coached by Izzy since February this year, 2022. I've had a really good year of running, thank you to the support um, and guidance from Izzy. I did two main races, um, the Surf Case Century 100 kilometers and also the New York Marathon. Both of these races, um, I achieved all my goals that I wanted to achieve and um, just had a, a great experience in both. Um, thoroughly enjoyed my year and um, just having the, the support, the guidance and the knowledge from Izzy really helped me achieve those goals. So if you're thinking of actually getting a running coach, I would highly recommend Izzy from Peak Endurance Running. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Ron Tate, and with me is... Isabel Tate, your other host. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, I don't know if you'll be seeing it, but it's a little bit jumpy, but not such a good yeah. um, internet yeah. at the moment. We're finding that of an evening that um, the internet is super slow. Every man, woman and child must be on yeah, the right. internet in exciting from Trigali. Yeah, our, um, our picture keeps like freezing, mm. like momentarily, like very momentarily, but it, yeah, it keeps skipping so and jumping. So we hope that the um, sound quality is not skipping and jumping and that's all okay. Yep. If it's not, well, not much we can do about no, it, afraid, I'm afraid. No. I mean, I, I go to the best efforts I can to make sure everything is perfect, but it is also in the lap of the internet gods. Yeah, we did do a, a lap of the neighbourhood and drop things in the letterbox to ask them to stay off the internet, but <laughs> I'm, I don't think it worked. <laughs> Especially not on school holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Um, sorry, that light, we've got a light. It's like shining in my eyes. Um, uh, we went to um, gym this afternoon. Yes, we, we did, did. heavy yeah. weights, yep. um, quite heavy, and um, that was really it's, – it's amazing how doing heavy weights can really get your heart rate up. Yeah. Um, right. And I was really huffing and puffing, I have to say, yeah. with um, with the hex bar squats and, and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And luckily we're at sort of that, um, you know um, – you know that kind of gym where it's okay to smash weights around a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's because uh, I was doing a bit of smashing the weights around a bit. It's uh, you know, there's there's a lot of guys there throwing a lot of heavy weights around. So we're yeah, you know, and to be fair, some of them don't look like they really should be. To be <laughs> honest, like a lot of them, uh, I think they're a little bit <laughs> more of an Arnie than they really are. Um, but yes, so um, but that's okay. That's why I also I think bugger it. You know, I don't care if they think, oh my god, look at those runners. Mm -hmm. You know, we I think we lift quite well considering quite heavy considering we're, we're runners. We're skinny runners. Yes. <laughs> um, so um and and Ron felt a little bit under pressure when I stood in front of him doing the um Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to focus and you know, lift a heavy weight, and there she is standing in front of me, pulling faces and smiling at me. <laughs> I was smiling. I was no, not actually pulling. Well, you were, doing a, you were doing a very big cheesy grin. Yes, that's right. And it was distracting me. <laughs> I, I was being nice. Jeez. <laughs> so anyway, yes, so that was a bit of fun. And then you ran home. Yep. And I shot off to hot yoga. So, mm -hmm. And can I tell you, after doing those heavy weights, doing some of the um, one-legged stands and Oh my god, and and we had to get up on our toes and then squat down, and my legs were burning, mm. and then, and then we were doing arm stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, 
this was a bit of a mistake. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I, I just think doing hot yoga or any kind of yoga, I find the hot the better, A, because it's winter and I love the heat, and B, because when it's a bit warmer, it helps you um, become a bit more pliable. Mm. Um, and, and I really think runners need to be mobile. I know there's a lot of coaches out there who say, no, you don't need to stretch and blah, blah, blah. I think you really need to focus on mobility, especially if you want to stay in running for a long time. Because I'm noticing the the more I've been running, the stiffer and stiffer I'm getting. And, and I haven't been doing a lot of yoga because I'm lazy. Well, not like, it's not that I'm lazy doing yoga, it's the driving there, and, you know. It's <laughs> the, the booking in. And yeah, you know, and, oh, it's so much easier just to come home and stretch. But stretching, I do all the same sort of stretches and sometimes I go through it a little bit fast, a bit yeah. laissez-faire attitude. <laughs> um, but at yoga, there's no escaping because I make sure I go up the front. And um, I came out of yoga today and, and Mish, the, the instructor, was like, oh, your running's really hard on your body, isn't it? I went, yeah, she goes, geez, that looked painful. <laughs> <laughs> she was going, I was so worried about your hamstrings. <laughs> so they might ping up and hit the wall. Yeah, she was going, <laughs> she's going, I was thinking, don't snap, don't snap. <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry, I'm very careful. But she was like, oh, geez, you are so stiff. And I'm like, I know. Um, and I need to start coming more often. So, um, so I will. I just her saying that it's like, and it's embarrassing because I'm up the front and everyone mm. sees how stiff I am. But, you know, my my hearing's not 100% the best. I want to be up the front where I can hear and where I can see. Yeah. And and I don't care if I if I don't look the best because, quite frankly, I know I don't. In fact, there's there were, like, old men there with grey hair who were more flexible than me. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know. I mean, I went there once um, a while ago now, but um, I went beside you once that was it that was yeah and i made you look like one of those gymnasts Um, i remember you being that bad i think we all think we're worse than we are but when even the instructor says that you're kind of the stiffest is yeah but um you know like at the end of the day it doesn't matter like who cares like i just don't care Mm. because um i'm doing it for me not to impress anybody else and all i think in my head is when they're all flexing around and looking like bloody whatever i just think well i ran 100k a week and a half ago (laughs) (laughs) what if you could do that bet you couldn't bet you couldn't (laughs) so i just keep telling myself that (laughs) and but ultimately i i really i don't care if they think i'm i'm unco and hopeless i i literally don't care so I just think it's really something good to add to your repertoire of exercises it's good active recovery um and and it's so good for mobility and what I do is I get there a little bit early with my ball and I roll my feet and I roll my glutes and I roll my calves and my shins so that you know it loosens everything up a little bit (laughs) believe it or not and um and therefore um it, it improves the efficacy of of the mobility work so something important to do and if you haven't tried yoga i urge you to give it a go it's good to do something different and move your body in different planes because running is very one-dimensional and who wants to be one-dimensional ron (laughs) if they were all they would do is run talk about running eat for running sleep for running still sounds a bit like like us (laughs) So yes, we so, do yoga for running. We yeah, go for yeah, yeah. running. <laughs> to be fair, that's true. But <laughs> I like um, yoga and gym, regardless. I mean, like yeah. I used to do weight training just for weight training yeah. sake, you know, for bodybuilding. 
Um, so in general updates for us, I have recovered quite well. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling good. I went up off and did some hill repeats today, three minute hill intervals, six of them. Oh, I said to run my legs. They're not used to running up hills. It was horrible. Yeah. Mm. No, it wasn't horrible. It was good, but it didn't feel as good as it, well, as okay yeah. as it normally does. You know, yeah. I didn't feel like I could push as hard as I normally do. Yeah. Yeah, so, and um, I um I had I missed my long run this week because mm. I had a bit of a tummy bug, wasn't feeling great. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I stayed. At and, home and we figured it out that the reason that you probably got it off me that why I was feeling crappy for two weeks, yeah, was I I just figured I had some sort of virus, and then you've mm. had some sort of virus, which is being sort yeah. of more for your tummy, but I think it still was the same one, um, because it just leaves you feeling rubbish I, yeah. I just felt rubbish for two weeks like it was awful so I'm guessing we're guessing that's kind of what you've got yeah so Isabel went out solo on Saturday first yep. time in a long time going solo going <laughs> solo <laughs> sorry so, okay <laughs> I won't um, give up my danger <laughs> so yes and I I laid on the couch mm, yeah I know lazy <laughs> I went out and did the 25 k's of 1500 meters climbing for both of us yes thank you Yes, and it yep. was a, it was a funny old day because it sort of seemed all right, and then it rained and it was horrible, and mm. yeah, it was anyway. It was still good to get out and get into the hills, and and you know I have lost a bit of hill strength, but yeah, it's it's all there and just come back quite quickly, no yep. doubt. Yeah, and so we're going to get out in the hills again this weekend, yep. and then we've got Adelaide Ultra Adelaide. Are you sure you're going to be all right with doing all of that? Sure thing. Yeah, with a hundred k the week after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no because we're not racing. I've, I've had some restful weeks. You have had a couple of restful yeah. weeks, yeah. Because of course, when I taper for a race and that, so it is wrong. <laughs> so yes. Um. Anyway, so that's that's been our training. Now I put on um two groups: the Peak Endurance Podcast and the Peak Endurance Running Group. You know, if people had any ideas. Um. Uh, okay, one just came up then for the pod. Um, and people went more, yes, anyway, so, um, uh, Josie just put one in, how about the pros and cons to steroid injections or PRP shots? Um, yes, we'll do that, but I would like to do a little bit more, um, um, research, research before I do that, Josie, but I agree, Josie and I had been talking about that, so I agree that that is a good one, um, other than that, um, Mel has asked, balancing nutrition when you're not training as hard as you normally would due to injury or tapering. All righty. So this is my viewpoint on that. You don't change it. You don't it, change it? Even your nutrition. No, huh? no. Because, all right, two reasons. When you're injured, your body is working harder to repair itself. So it needs... The last thing you want to be doing is starving yourself yep. and cutting back on food. Your body, whenever I have been injured way back in the day and I had to take time off because I haven't had to for injury for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Almost beating the door down. Yeah. So hard on that wood. Um, I always ate the same. Yep. Okay. Because I knew 
that my body requires extra protein, extra all extra energy because there's a lot of repairing going on. And I would also supplement with a lot more supplements. Like when yeah. I had um, stress fracture, I was taking more calcium, magnesium, those sorts of things. Mm. And in my spare time that I wasn't training or doing other, you know, supplemental training that I could do whilst being injured, I was visualizing my injury repairing. So, you know, sitting down, closing my eyes and visualizing it and imagining, you know, all the red blood cells going there and, and um, you know, and, and like when it was the bone, I was imagining the bone, you know, fibers getting stronger and thicker and, and, now, I mean, initially that sounds a bit new age and a bit, mm. you know, airy-fairy. Read mind over it. medicine, then you but, won't think but so. But you've, you've read a bit about this and yes. you've, you've, you know, employed it yourself. And... I mean, I did all of this before I read about it, but they yep. have actually done research and it works. And actually, we might even do a podcast on this. Mm -hmm. There's another idea. Yep. And I'll, because I've got two books on it and I'll I'll get some information about it and we'll talk more educatively. Yep. yep. Um, that's a word yes, name. That is now. Um, because you went to an educate educator and, <laughs> and got know, educated and, and learned all about that. Well, I am the educator. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um it really makes a difference. Now I did it um with with that. I also did it when I had a nerve injury. I imagined um uh my uh, because the neural pathway was destroyed basically, so I couldn't walk let alone run. So I, in my mind, I created a new neural pathway and I imagined it firing and blah, 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 and I was doing it. And um, and I learned to walk and to run again. And I had since read a book, Your Brain is Always Listening by somebody, Amos, I think his name is. Anyway, can look into the, I'll, I'll talk, yeah. we'll talk about that at some stage too. I did once contact him for an interview. Um, but it is actually possible to do. I, I did it before I read the book, but since then I've read it and they've done research and due to brain plasticity and you can create new neural pathways. And I did. And I'm not trying to big note myself here. I'm just saying if someone as simple and ordinary as me can do it, you can do it too. So if you are injured, visualize. If you need to get meditations and let me know, I'm happy to create meditations and visualizations for you to listen to. Um, obviously, I would be selling them because it is work on my behalf, but I'm happy to create them for sale um, if there is a market for it because I think it is so important. And I looked for stuff like that, but there was nothing back in the day and it would be easier to have something. And sometimes I did create them and listen to them myself. Now, um, that is so important when you are injured, let alone, and, and that is why you need to keep eating when you are injured. Mm -hmm. Do not starve yourself because you've got all that, all that. Your body is working hard when you're sick as well. I hear about these people, oh, I'm sick. I just didn't eat. Well, you're not going to get better. And even then when you do get better, you're going to be so far behind the eight ball because you're weak. Mm -hmm. Sure, you don't feel like eating. I get it. Eat. Okay, find something you can eat. Soup, toast, something, but you need to eat. I was always rabbiting on with you when you were not feeling yeah. 100% then as well. Um so it's really important. Tapering, you're going to need energy for the race. Why would you diet before a race? Yeah. Why would you eat less? Yeah. That's when you should be building up. Yeah. Building you, up your energy reserves. You would, if anything, I eat more. Yeah. Before a race, I especially, but even before I was all, I always carbo-loaded before my marathons. Sure, I'd reduce fiber and, you know, all the veggies, but but I would keep the protein, increase carbs, and I was eating a lot more because also what 
um, it, it often happens is especially women, we don't actually eat enough for our running. And so when you eat more for carbo loading, you're probably eating more what you really should be eating yeah. and your body responds positively to that. Yeah. And when you carb load, your body also, yeah, so you may bloat a little bit because carbs store fluid. You're going to need, you want those fluids on board. Yeah. You want those carbs on board, especially if you find that you get gastric distress during a race. That's another reason why I eat a bit more because I know I don't always eat enough during the race. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't carb load or anything, but you don't have problems eating during the race. No. Well, no. you do to a certain well, extent because you I do, but don't I, eat. You just don't eat. So I don't. You get sick. You just don't eat. No, I just don't feel like eating. Like Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, once again, it's not a, it's not a, I can't eat. I can eat if I want, but um, I I don't do the sorts of races where I would stop and eat. No, 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 no. And no. I, I just struggle to move and eat. It's just not something that I'm, com you know, makes me feel comfortable. Then you walk and eat. Yeah. But, you walk and eat. But that's not, not a, I can't. It's just, you know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't like to. <laughs> And that's where probably upping your food before the race mm. would probably be a good idea, especially carbs. Um, but in general, we do that because I up my carbs. Yeah. So by default, you up your carbs. Yeah. yeah. Um, except for all the snacks that you're eating. Sorry, I'm looking in the in the camera. I can see the pimple. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, but if you're and if you're eating the right foods, you're not you're not gonna load on the weight. Yeah, I'm not know. saying garbo loading, yeah, you know, yeah. donuts and pizza and chips. Yeah. yeah, if if it's a weight thing that you're worried about, if you're eating the right food, two weeks of you know continuing to eat the right food while you're injured or or not running as as much or tapering, yeah, um, shouldn't make a huge difference. Certainly, if you're if you're doing it for tapering, oh, you've got to keep eating. Yeah, nothing that you won't lose during your race. Yeah, you that's know? right. And and you have to ask yourself, am I running for weight loss or am I running for performance? Yeah, and also. If you're tapering, you're tapering with a view to giving yourself a better chance during your race. Therefore, if you starve yourself or if you eat less during while you're tapering, you're actually doing the opposite. Yes, exactly. You're, you're actually making it harder on yourself for you the race. So, are. and why, then while you're tapering, and then um, when you're done the race and you're recovering and you're doing less exercise, you still keep eating. Yeah, because because you've got to recover. Yeah, you know, yeah. While your body's recovering, it still requires the food that you're eating. Mm, not, because not less food. Yes, and and especially because often after a hard race, your immune system is quite lowered. You mm. want to keep eating to boost your immune system. Yeah. So, my my answer to both those questions, Mel, is keep eating mm. as long as it's healthy. Yeah, that's and right. you're not that's stuffing yourself to the point of you know exploding. Just normal eating. Just keep your normal eating. Your body needs energy to recover, whether that's from injury, a race. And it needs energy to prepare for a race. That's right. And the only way it's going to get energy is through food. You don't get energy through oxygen. You get energy through food. <laughs> Unless you're Gandhi or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, what was the other one? Oh. And then Glenn says, tips for bouncing back physically and mentally after an ultra. All right. So physically, eat. Eat. <laughs> And, and sleep and drink mm -hmm. water yeah not, not, alcohol. not alcohol um i'm pretty sure glenn doesn't really drink anyway but um you know if you want to have it like you know if you're going out then like we have a few drinks you yeah. know after a race and i'm to celebrate and and I'm, I'm not saying no alcohol whatsoever 
but you know um just drink lots of fluids rehydrate the body you will be dehydrated you know unless you've gotten hyponatremia you yeah. will be dehydrated yeah. you will be behind on calories there is no way you will have consumed enough calories during the race to compensate for the activity that you did and for the yeah. lack of meals that you had mm -hmm. um so good quality food lots of protein and this is why i i have an issue with vegetarianism and veganism and to be honest, even with keto people, I don't believe in eliminating any food group from the diet because I believe all food groups are um, important. We have evolved to eat all of the food groups and that includes protein and the best quality protein, I'm sorry, unfortunately, comes from animal sources. So vegetarianism isn't quite so bad because at least they can eat eggs and dairy. But vegans, I, I find, and, and there's probably vegans listening to this going, oh my God, I get it. I know you're vegan. That's fine. I still don't think the protein is as good. Mm -hmm. It's just not. And it's not as bioavailable. And you've got to consume so much food to get the amount of protein that meat eaters can get in a small piece of meat. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you are vegan, before you switch off the podcast, because you hate me now, <laughs> um, just make sure you're getting enough protein from some source, because it's so important. I know so many vegans who don't pretty much don't eat any protein and it's really and then I hear about how exhausted they are and how tired they are and I'm so many of my female they friends sick all the time they get sick all the time constantly having to get iron infusions I mean it's it just shows the body needs proper protein sources like mm -hmm. seriously anyway don't get me started <laughs> um I'll get off the soapbox um so please don't and, and the keto is the same you need carbs for recovery basically for recovery, you need protein and carbs and, and lots of them and continuously. So, you know, after the race, try to eat as soon as possible. And I get it. I often don't feel like eating at all, which is why I said when I had that Big Mac, yeah. I felt so much better. Yeah. Um, but as soon as then the next day, I had a big plate of um, bacon, eggs, um, toast, mushrooms, you know, the other three you people had, at the table were like, oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You, okay. had, you had the big brookie experience. I, I did. And I'm not embarrassed about it. And so over the years, so many people have said to me, oh, my God, you eat so much. Yeah, well, I'm not fat, so yeah. tough. Yeah. You know, just because I'm female doesn't doesn't mean I'm not allowed to eat. Mm. Um, You know, and I am very healthy. I rarely get sick. I mean, whatever that yeah. virus was, that was the worst type of sickness I've had. Yeah. And really that I kept running the whole time because I didn't even know I was sick. I just felt crap. Yeah. Um that's right. That sickness or illness for you not, well, um yeah. generally is represented by feeling a little bit off. Yeah, a little bit off. And because, that's all I because you're get. so fit and healthy and your immune system is so strong from the exercise you do, the food that you eat, yeah. the supplements that you take. Um uh, it all adds to to boost your um, immune system, yeah. So that when you do get a bug, which you do get because that's a human, that's a human experience. That's human experience. You get bugs, yeah. no matter how much you try and stop. Believe them. it or not, you can actually stop a virus. No, you can't stop a virus. <laughs> Wearing a mask will not stop a virus, apparently. Um, so you will get a virus, but if you're already a healthy person that eats healthy, exercises, watches their weight. Um, through exercise and and food, not in good yeah, food, maintains not, not a healthy stuff. weight. Is I guess yeah. what you're trying to say. Yep. yep. Um, then your immune system is already kickstarting. Yeah, right. you, you're ahead of the curve. Yep, that's right. So and and cutting food to to taper or to not put on weight or to 
cut out a food group to lose weight or something or because it's the fashion um, is not doing your body any favors. Mm-hmm. Just eat as close to unprocessed food as you can and eat good quality food. I mean, we don't spare any money on good quality food. No, we don't. You know, I've yep. always believed that all my life, whenever I, you know, um, when my, well, even my parents believed it, but mm. my food shopping has always been very expensive because I don't believe in skimping on food quality. I think you, you, your body is, is that's, that's yeah. life. I mean, I don't want to be in a shitty body because I'm too tight to buy some good quality yeah. food. We don't eat. I'd rather forgo other things. We don't eat much. Well, I used to, but I don't mm. anymore. I eat a lot yeah. of processed food. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, salads, meats. Do you know? Do you know vegetables. if you feel any better at all? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, good. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, nothing beats good quality food. Yeah, clean food. And it tastes better. Yeah. You know, it, it truly does. But in saying that, we have the odd treat. We do. Oh, know. we treat ourselves absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, it, it makes makes eating clean so much harder if you don't treat yourself every yes, now and then. Yes, that's right. It is because let's face it. Shitty food tastes good. Oh, yeah. That's why. That's and why we food. live around the corner from a fish and chip oh, shop. And no, even even like tonight, <laughs> getting home from my run, because I literally... You had to run past it, didn't you? Yeah, run, you know, because it is, it's at the very end. Of, it's basically on the on the corner of our street. Oh, and so whenever we finish a run, goodness. you you know, you yeah. finish your run, you stop out, out front of our drive. And so we, run, and we just, run past and there's someone walking out with their, with their fish and chips and we're ready to hip and shoulder yeah. and steal with our yeah. fish and yeah. chips. Love um, fish and yeah. chips. I mean, but, I, but that's that's it. You know, you eat that stuff because it tastes good. And if you cut that out completely, um, it makes stick, staying or sticking mm. to a healthy diet really hard. Yeah, or you hard need, well, yeah. yeah, you need that um, every now and then the release of yeah, just, that's right. just enjoying not it. About. And then you don't have to worry, oh, my God, how many calories? Because it's like, yeah. I don't do this every day. Yeah. It's not a treat if you're eating it every day. Yeah, that's right. It's a treat when you eat it once a week, which is what we do. Yeah. No. We used, yeah. You laughed at me. You used to think it was funny that I only ate junk once a week. Oh, my yeah. God. And now you're... <laughs> In my boot. Yep. So then Glenn also asked, bouncing back mentally. All right. So my tips, because I've done a lot of racings, races where I'd race really hard and it would be my A race and whatnot. But even so, even though it was my A race and I would do well in it, I was still, as I came closer to it, I was already thinking about the next race. Mm-hmm. So I had that going, that other goal going, okay, so once I finish this race, then I'm going to recover and then I'm going to start training. And I was already getting excited about the next race, even though it was six months away. Now, I've heard some people say, oh, you shouldn't do that. Your only focus should be on this race. No. Yeah, my focus was, but I was still looking ahead so that if something bad happened in that race, I knew I had another race. Yeah. It also then when I went into recovery mode, that recovery had a goal and the goal was, to recover enough so that I could train for the next race. Otherwise, and that, and that's a motivation in itself. Yeah, that is a motivation because otherwise you get into recovery and you go, oh, no, this is shit. And I'll never train again. I couldn't be bothered. Or what's the point? Oh, I'll just get straight back into training. I don't need to recover. I'm feeling great. Or, and and on the opposite, the flip side of that is people after a race, they get into the doldrums and never do anything again. Never, yeah, they, they stop running or doing whatever it is they love doing. They stop doing it because that low of post-race blues. post-race blues kicks in and they have nothing to look forward to to get back out of that funk. That's right. So I always had another race 
And then during my recovery, I was looking forward to recovery because, oh, I'll get to go to spin classes and I'll, I'll um, do this and I'll do more yoga. And, I'll, and I, I looked forward to doing different training for a month. Mm-hmm. And that's how long when I was racing seriously, I would take a good month of proper running training. The first week I wouldn't run at all. The first two weeks, I should say, I wouldn't run at all. The first week I did nothing because I used to push my body so hard. And then, then I would, and maybe towards the end of that week, I'd do some walks and then I would do just walks the next week and spin classes. And then after that, I'd maybe do a couple of easy runs and spin classes and, you know, elliptical and and I'd get on the rowing machine and do all different sorts of things, use my body in different ways, have a bit of fun. Um, And then by the fourth week, I'd sort of be starting to, and then by the fifth week, I'd be getting back into training. Yeah. And even then I'd cycle my training different different things and, and you know, because the body loves um same same. It wants homeostasis. So it just if you just keep hitting it with the same training, it's just gonna stay the same. And that's why my programs that I plan for my clients is is um, you know, it changes over the course of of as we're training so to hit different systems but also to mix it up for the body even the strength training you know i have them on one program for one month and then put them on a different one because um the body needs change to keep changing to Mm. keep growing to keep improving so mentally after a race have another goal race to look forward to um and you know or you know if it's a destination race have a holiday straight after it to something to look forward to but I also just think having another race to look forward to is is really important and and a goal for your recovery otherwise yeah you could get in the doldrums you could just end up becoming a couch potato and eating cheetos yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that mm, well, <laughs> they taste shit <laughs> oh, gee, is that really yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was going to just walk about the drinking game I used to have with them but yeah we're going to go into that um, so that's, that's how I, and, and you also, to a certain extent, have to accept, which I always did, that there would be a dying period. Okay. There is always going to be a little bit of a dying period after, um, a big, big race, you know, and I went to world championships and all those sorts of things. And it can be, you know, you're so focused and I'm representing Australia and I'm going to Europe and I'm doing all this. And then you come home and the kid's like, oh, mom, there's you know, and it's back to same old, same old. It's like, whatever back to working every day kids having a whinge you know and it's like did I even go what really happened and oh, oh, all that build up and all that hard work you have to allow yourself you cannot fully enjoy the highs without experiencing the lows if you don't experience the lows you won't get anything from the highs you'll just be on this blank line of nothingness and mm. nobody wants that the human experience is highs and lows you need to understand that you're going to feel a bit low and expect it, put in strategies for it, like I've said, but also give yourself that grace. It's okay. It's okay not to be deliriously happy all the time. It's it's okay to feel a bit down. I'm not talking about clinical depression or anything like that. I'm talking about the post-run blues. It's okay to feel that. And, and it's good because it it's a release of all that built-up tension. You're releasing it all. That's when you focus on doing meditations and those sorts of things and and focus on that deep work. And then you can start building up again and, and just know it won't last. This too shall pass. Yeah. 
but have focus and goals and things to look forward to. And don't just sit there and live there in that post-road. Oh, I've got the post-road blues, so I'm just going to be Mr. Depressing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I'm not talking clinical depression. If it's actually full-on depression, then go speak to somebody. You know, yeah. you don't muck around with this stuff. I'm just talking about post-race blues. Have you ever had post-race blues? Yes. Yeah, and it it pretty much, um, after I ran my first marathon, um, I was still fairly new to running that length of race. I was still fairly new. It was my first marathon, so I was still new. Which one? Which marathon was it? Uh, it was Melbourne Marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was your time? It was four hours, almost exactly. Oh, cool. Yeah, and as usual, I went out too hard and had to death march home. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. So fun, uh, fun, fun. So it it wrecked me, and yeah. both mentally and physically. Physically, on the day, I wasn't injured from it or anything, but um, it it really shook me up, and I did it hurt. It hurt. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It hurt. I remember after the race walking up uh, Russell Street because I'd parked my car up, you know, that up that side of the city. And uh, there's a hill in Russell yeah, Street, yeah, and I, I know. It felt like a mountain. Like, yeah. like I was. There was Mount Everest. I in was Melbourne. <laughs> wondering if I was going to be able to make it up. Yeah. Um, but my point is, after that, like I had no motivation to run my running went downhill really fast after that i was after that i was lucky to do you know 5k's every two or three days yeah um, see but then there's also that is like maybe to prepare for um you know uh after an ultra or race is Mm. don't kill yourself in the race yeah like um you know um pace yourself properly Eat well during it, you mm. know. Do all do all the right things. I mean, and that was the thing. You know, I had no idea about running. Like, I all I did was drink water at the aid stations. Didn't didn't eat. I wow. didn't know I had to. You know. To be fair, on my first marathon, I don't know. I can't. I w- I'm sure I would have taken gels, mm. not as many as I eventually learnt to take, but yeah. I'm sure I took gels, and um. I and, didn't, and I don't remember suffering as much as you did. That I, didn't sure. I went know, faster than you. Electrolytes were a thing. Like I, I think they had electrolytes on the aid stations. I, I thought it was water and drank and was like, oh, what the hell is that? And kind of yeah. threw it away and grabbed oh, no. something else. You know, because like I say, I, I literally had literally had no idea that people ate or drank yeah. uh, anything other than water or gel. Like gels wasn't even a thought process. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, gels so, was just because someone at gym suggested yeah. it. But um. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing. That's because, well, and now you think about it, the beauty of the fact that we've got podcasts. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. And and all these things, you can get so much information now. Um, so hopefully, people aren't making mm. the mistakes we made when there was no information. Um, and especially if you didn't know anybody who was a runner. At least yeah. I, I knew runners. You know, I was in the Knox Road, yeah. you know, Knox Road runners, and you know, I went to the gym and and you know those sorts of things. Mm. But yes, you've got to mentally prepare for that slump and have strategies in place. And what finally made you get back into running then? I discovered trail running. Uh huh. And yeah, uh, read about Tubo's trail run. Yeah. Um, looked into it a little bit more. Volunteered on the the aid station and discovered that it looked like fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. I saw all those runners out there having a lot more fun than I ever had when I was doing. You know, that that's kind because of trail running is so much more fun than. The marathoning. Yeah. So, and, and that was what 
kickstarted my running yeah. was trial um, discovering trial running yeah and and even then also glenn maybe having something different to to look forward to like you know do something different like the stadium stomp or a you know this um one of my clients just sent me a link i will tell you it's called tyrox or something um no high rocks close Close, but no cigar (laughs) um and and this is where um it's sort of like you do eight times one kilometer runs with exercises in between like the sled push farmer carry burpee broad jump lunges i mean that sounds like a bit of fun to do it's still a bit of running you do some of those sorts of things after i used to do you know um an adventure race with friends or Go and do the color run with my daughter, or um, do some rogue uh, or do some ro- rogaining, or, or um, orienteering, yeah. get into street orienteering, street, do that's some street, uh, yeah. different things, and that challenge you in a different way because you know with the rogaining you don't have, or I mean I used to really push hard in street yeah. but you don't have to, um, and you know the color runs with your kids, you know, do some fun things or do. Do uh you know a bike ride you know the round the bay in a day or something yeah. like that you know do something different mm. get involved in some different things for that for that period of time it's it's I mean you remember we watched Killian right that interview yeah. for six months of the year he doesn't run not at all he yeah. does mountain sports in the snow so it's not going to kill you not to yeah. run for a yeah. month. That's and, right. You know, and I guess that that's something that we we have spoken. I don't know if we've spoken about it on a podcast before. Is is in Australia, in especially in Australia, yeah. we don't have an off season. We don't because we've got such a temperate climate. Yeah. Like it's always runnable. So we run twenty, you know, all, all twelve months a year. We yeah. run. Whereas yeah. in places like North America, Europe. Um, where it's to be fair, even, when, even in Canada, I ran all the time, but That's that was it. my mindset. Yeah. It was still in that run all the time. Mindset. Whereas a lot of other people would have been yeah. doing cross country skiing. Yeah, or, that's right. Yeah, doing some other or whatever. Yeah. And and I really think, you know, one month of not running and even six weeks and focusing on different sports will make you a better, all rounded, more injury proof mm. athlete. Yeah. And you can have like, a coach who programs that for you. So therefore you feel like you're doing proper training. You know, they train you for that kind of high rocks thing or is that what it was again? I can't yeah, remember. I think so, yeah. Um, you know, or trains you for an adventure race. Just do something different. Have some fun. Like life is meant to be about fun. This is this sport is fun, but we kind of turn it into a job where if we're not training everything, you know, so change your mentality of it a little bit perhaps mm, yeah. you know what do you what do you think yeah. about that yep yeah. no, i think i think i'm going to do that now <laughs> giving you yourself, i've got all these races giving yourself some time off running and doing something else yeah um super important super important it just refreshes your body it refreshes your mind yeah and you never know you might discover another hobby yeah that's right and and if you are injured at the moment and oh i can't run i remember one time i, I couldn't run for well, I've, I've, one of the times I couldn't run for like three months and I had to mountain bike. And, you know, I did really well on some mountain bike races and they had lots of fun and, you know, took me back to my mountain biking days and it was it was good. It was like it, other sports are enjoyable. I, I know we all love running, but other sports are enjoyable too. Yep. 
and give them a crack or if you've got a young family do some or you know older kids do some sports with your kids do some things with them that they yeah. enjoy you know um i mean be careful you don't want to injure yourself for running yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um you know there's lots of things you can do and and i think we get so hooked up on the oh my god i have to be running that's a lot of what the post run blues is as well mm. is that you know oh i can't run but there's so many more things try bouldering try rock climbing yeah. you know it's there's so many things there is yeah and life is so short we just don't get to do them all if we're running all the time yeah. so use those op- times as opportunities to try something different yeah Go in a hot dog eating competition. I've always yeah. wanted to do one of them. Yeah, I, I think that's getting back into the um, overeating. overeating um, I, was too, I was trying to bring highly it processed food. food. Yeah, true. <laughs> There's nothing still, more highly processed than a hot dog in a bun. Do an, I've always <laughs> wanted to do an eating competition because I reckon I'd be pretty dang good at it. I reckon I could probably do two or three. No, oh, no, I reckon I could do a lot more. Yeah, but you do realise you'd have to eat the crust. <laughs> they don't let you throw the crust aside oh, but that's wasted stomach space <laughs> that's what hot dog eating com- competitions are about <laughs> I know I know <laughs> I'd suffer for my art oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway let, let us know your thoughts um, and, and if, once again if you like these people who have given us topics you know it really helps another topic we were thinking about so we'll do I'll talk about you know mind over medicine that sort of stuff um which I'll include with the um, brain neural stuff as well, brain plasticity. Um, we'll talk about cortisone and PRP and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But you suggested talking about running when you've got a young family, yes. which yeah. we have both experienced have, and yeah. it's hard, but it's doable. Yeah. And I was working full-time and you were working full-time and we both managed to um, combine running and and full-time yeah and Um, and family duties yeah and family duties as well so it is possible so don't if you're feeling like totally swamped take heart it is possible might be a little bit harder if you're a single parent i Mm -hmm. completely get that and um but you know i mean i won't go into it too much here but i had a neighbor we would swap I'd look after my kids while she went and did her horse riding and then she'd look after my kids while I went running. So you can, there's, there's always ways of finding things uh, of ways of organizing yourself. So um, we're going to talk about that, but what we, I suggested maybe was that people could um, give us their tips, please not typed, please give us audio DM me on Facebook because you can add an audio recording. There's a little picture of a microphone there. Tap it and record yourself talking. Okay. Um, if it goes for over a minute, then I think it stops you. So stick to about a minute. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. give it a crack. See what happens. Um, give us tips of how you have, um, you know, combined running with with a young family. But like I said, don't just type me a message. I'm not going to read out people's messages. I want to have your voices on the podcast okay so you need to record yourself don't just send me a type message and you can also record a message for ron too that's fine either either although probably me easier because i it's on my laptop and yeah yeah yeah, actually to me yep because i can get i've got i can get into it on my laptop and download it straight to the um podcasting platform so to me please um and because i can download it off facebook there so yes 
Um, that's what we wanted to talk about. So we've got a few topics now. Yeah. Anyway, I hope Mel and Glenn that that helped, and I hope that helped other people because I'm sure other people have, have thought the same things. Now, speaking yep. of eating, we're going to go off and eat. We've got yes. sweet potato fries tonight. Sweet potato fries. Thick mashed potato and some nice steak. Steak that we bought and yep. some salad. salad. Yes. Mm. And oh, and just as a recommendation, Blood and Gold, good movie. Oh yes, movie. yes. German movie. German movie. It's a German language movie, but it's. And it, I it was built, you to listen to it in German with the English subtitles. It, it was built as Guy Ritchie-esque. Yes, um, yes. So a bit of blood and guts and gore. and We love Guy Ritchie yes. movies. They're very yep. graphic and gory, but they're awesome. Yep. This was a great movie. It was, yep. And the so, Philly movie that we said we watched, we remembered it's oh, Harold and Kumar. Kumar's Christmas oh my God. movie. That was so bad. Once again, freaking laugh, laugh out loud funny, but bad nonsensical nonsensical <laughs> absolutely nonsensical I mean, at the moment we're watching a series behind her eyes we've yes. watched two episodes of a sixth year episode six series and, and we still don't still not sure what's happening ah, <laughs> a little bit weird and a little bit cringy yeah. at times yes yeah yeah there's some poor decisions being made yeah a lot of poor decisions <laughs> being made but um i'm sure there's a point to it we just haven't got to it yet. yeah not yet not yet um <laughs> And that's a British one. Um, yes. So, yeah, so there's our recommendations. Always feel free to um, give us yours and, and yeah. we'll check them out. Yeah. You know, give our... We love a good comedy. We love a good blood and guts movie. Yeah, and there's a new guy, Richard we don't, want, we don't mind mind... Yeah, thrillers. thrillers. Yeah, thrillers, edgy seat ones, psychological thrillers. Time travel. I love time, time travel yeah. ones. Um, yeah, there's a new Guy Ritchie movie out on Prime, The Covenant. So, yay, looking yeah. forward to that one. Um, because just the way he films things and I just... The just, way he ties some stories. Tie ties stories, the stories yeah. together. But I also love his cinematography and the way yeah. he does the filming and, and yeah, and the storylines are always intricate, intricate and convoluted. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so it. that's that. Yep. Another week, another... I think we're done. Whatever. So, yes, join us again next week when we will be talking... Well, we might, you know... See how many people we get with the yeah. families thing. If we don't get any, we're not doing it, yeah. right? Right, yeah. And if we only get one or two, we're going to wait until we've got about, about five. It'd be right. nice to have about five, just to, you know, put it in, just to give some people's um different perspectives. Yeah. We know you're right there. It won't be that hard. That's right. We know what we think about it, but we want to know what you think about it as well. Yeah, yeah, a way of fitting it in because it is possible. And the recording appears to have improved, so hopefully yeah. this has all worked. Yep. All righty. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, that mice isn't going to work. <laughs> we love that you take the time to listen to us waffle on all about running and how awesome it is. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.